Don Nation, welcome to another start of a Ron and Don show. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's episode 320 now of the Ron and Don show. We are live from the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, uh, coming up on the Ron and Don show, we're going to tell you about the $54,000 COVID test that a man just went through $54,000 for this test. And guess what? Somebody had to pay for it, and they did. Also, we're going to tell you about an artist who literally just took the money. And they've ran. You're not going to believe what this artist left behind, though. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. I was out on my Facebook page the other day. And every once in a while, I have an interaction with Mayor Nichols. And if you didn't live in the city when Mayor Nichols was the mayor here, uh, whether you like Craig or not, the one thing that I really appreciated about him is he understood policy. He understood how to get things done. He wasn't always just being a political operative uh, he did a really good job at getting uh, on the other side of a closed door and really trying to find some consensus. Uh, he would go after the city council when he felt it was warrant, and, and he would also work hand in hand with them, too. And I don't think we've had a mayor like Greg in quite some time. In fact, that's what he teaches now. He goes around uh, some pretty incredible universities and, and he talks about he talks about policy, and I think someone like Mayor Nichols is someone that we could really use today when we're thinking about tackling this homeless problem, because we have two candidates right now in the city of Seattle, and one is saying we need to house everyone, and another one is saying, and this is Bruce Harrell who's been on the city council before, he's pushing back a little bit. He's starting to look at it through the lens of the people that live here that don't have access to our own parks, for instance, that we pay for, or we're sick of the petty crime of having our homes, our cars, our garages, our businesses broken into. And we're also, it makes us sick to our stomach when we look around and we just see bodies of people all over the city. And supposedly, we throw more money at homelessness for the size of our city compared to anyone else. So nonetheless, he was, he was always really good about sitting down, dealing with hard things and getting things done. I remember Barack Obama saying this one time, and I think it's really true. He said when he was president, by the time something got to my desk, it wasn't black and white, it wasn't yes or no, and there were no easy answers. And those are the types of problems that he liked to work on. Ron, Mayor Nichols saw the importance of light rail years ago. He fought for it. And here it comes now in the city of Seattle and, of course, on the east side, too. Yeah, you raise a great point. And this light rail thing is now we're going to reap the, the benefits of that. Seattle, after Mayor Nichols, fell in love with the idea of the non-professional politician. And so we staffed everyone with these non-professionals and now we're seeing a lot of their policies and lack of acumen uh, come to fruition with all the problems you just stated. But I think it's it's interesting that we've finally 
uh, got a light rail station opened at Northgate. And if you remember, I think it was in the 1950s, Northgate Mall was seen as this beacon of commerce. And uh, it was seen as this thing outside of the city. And at the time, it was a very big deal to have this big mall uh, go in up there. And that's the way malls were built. And everyone would flock to the malls. And believe it or not, in the early 70s, it was proposed to have light rail all around the Puget Sound area, just like they did the BART system in San Francisco. And it was voted down repeatedly by the people here saying, who's going to ever want to live in Seattle? The last person out of Seattle turned out the lights. This is a failing city. We're up in the corner of the country. Nobody wants to be here. And so we, we punted on that. And now we're doing makeup. And I remember we, we, we would talk about this ad nauseum when we were on terrestrial radio of people going, it's too expensive. We can't afford to do it. And my position at the time was we can't afford not to do it. And we, I think, got used to lulled into a, a false sense of what traffic was like during this last uh, 18 months of COVID. When traffic is, is roaring back, um, this light rail system is going to be revolutionary. So now what we have is, is Northgate, which is 12 minutes by train to downtown. And then you can go from Northgate all the way to the airport on light rail. You could also transfer now when they get this new station operating in downtown. You can transfer up to Capitol Hill. Capitol Hill is now connected to the UW football stadium. And so we're beginning to see this network happen. And then we also have the train system that's going in on the east side that's kind of going diagonally across Bellevue uh, and eventually out to Redmond. This to me is huge. And I think about it and it dovetails with what we do uh, with Ron and Don Brokers. Uh, that if you owned a house near that light rail station, uh, that was maybe, let's just say a $750,000 house or $600,000 house. I think just the day that that opened the value of your house went up. I'm not going to pull a number out of the air. I think it went up significantly. I think you put money in your pocket equity wise, the second that opened up and we're going to start to see a transformation in my opinion, along this light rail line. We're going to see developers go in and want to buy and assemble two or three houses together close to this, this track and put together new townhomes, put together more density, put together condos, put together uh, situations where someone that works in South Lake Union or works downtown, can that will be affordable. You know, getting more square footage, a bigger yard, a bigger lot, and even if it's a million dollars, it's more affordable than buying in Queen Anne or in Fremont or in Ballard. You're going to buy that house, jump on that light rail station right next to the Kraken Hawker facility and be downtown in under half an hour. I think it's a huge deal. This is the wave of the future. If you are thinking about investing in real estate and you have a time horizon of five to 10 years, buying in the shadow of that light rail line, I think there's virtually no way you could lose. Yeah, anytime we, we walk into a house, uh, and you'll see some real estate agents sometimes, and we do this too, uh, you'll see that they put up little signs. They're called silent talkers. Get it? A silent talker sign. And they just silently kind of talk to you. And if you ever uh, walk into a home that's close to the right, light rail, if the realtor's doing their job, there's silent talkers all over the place talking about that light rail system, how easy it is to get to it when it's coming, where it goes. Uh, it's something that is talked about a lot. And people that are coming from other areas of the country, like for instance, in some of my Airbnbs right now, I have some people that are coming from like Texas. 
And and so the light rail to them uh, maybe is not as important. But if you talk to someone that's coming from San Francisco, and let's say that they live over in the Lake Merritt area, where Ron and I used to live in Oakland, and you got to get to work. Uh, it's great getting on a train that actually sits on the bed of the bay. That's what the BART does. It sits right on the bed. You're in this tube. And boom, you shoot right over into downtown San Francisco. And you walk out and you're like, yep, smells like human feces. I'm in San Francisco. We'll see you on the other side of this. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. I had grown to trust the image of Ron and Don, you know, doing their their advocacy for all the charities and stuff that they do. And I thought, well, they seem like good guys. Let's go for it. When I uh, decided to put my home on the market, it was a natural for me to choose them to list the property. Ron and Don proposed a sit-down, so they came over to our house. They came super prepared, and they came more in learning mode, right, and what was important to each of us. When we first sat down, they showed me what property was selling for in my neighborhood. They had several suggestions on, you know, when we should go on the market, what we needed to do to get ready to go on the market. They were precise and clear. They managed our expectations well. If Don saw, you know, a risk or an area of concern he wanted us to be aware of, they just they just did a superb job. And they seemed personally interested in the houses we would tour. I think both of them said at some point when we were apologizing at how many houses we looked at, said, we love looking at houses. They didn't hesitate to jump in and make this the house for us. They do have a way of making you feel like they're your only client. <laughs> That's super important to me. I don't think we'd have this house if, if it hadn't been for Ron and Don. I think I was just so impressed with the quality of the work that they did. We had multiple offers, $50,000 more than the asking price. He had no contingencies, so I jumped on that one. It was the best case scenario. We couldn't have done better. It couldn't have been a better experience. The buying process was wonderful and the selling process felt like we were their most important project. I couldn't be happier with the experience we had. I can't wait to do another deal with them. It was great. It was awesome. When you're ready to sit down with Ron and Don and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Whether you've tuned in for the radio show or the real estate business, you're in for one heck of a show. My dad pays me to say that. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. And as you heard, we're licensed brokers at Windermere. If you need us, we do something called a Ron and Don sit-down. And that's how you get your Ron and Don camping coffee mug, right? Yeah, you just email me directly, ron at windermere.com. Or you can go to ronandonsitdown.com if you want that playbook. I'll send it out to you. It's free of charge. And then we'll do a 45-minute Zoom call and help strategize with you. Yeah, Melinda just reached out to us, lives on the east side, said, hey, my mom has this property. Can you guys help? And so we walked in the property. It's a really cool property. It needs to be tuned up, though. It needs paint. Uh, it needs carpet. So Teresa and I, our buyer specialist, uh, we went over there the other day. We visited with her. We came up with a plan. And we'll have that property turned around and ready to sell in the next three weeks. So that's how quick it can happen on the listing side. And, uh, and on the selling side, it's just like my friend Mike, who's my electrician, just called me and said, hey, I'm interested in this duplex. I'm like, well, let's get in the car and go see this duplex. Uh, and so I called the agent and the agent's like, oh, yeah, it's uh, 
We have two people fighting over it right now. It's like that. It's still like that in certain pockets of the city and especially on the east side. There's a lot of competition there. So you got to make sure you're underwritten and you're ready to jump in. That's why switching to Mitch might be a good idea. Yeah, Mitch.loans, a new sponsor of the Ron and Don Show, has come up with a program. It's cool. Just for Ron and Don Nation members, you save half a percent on your loan, whether you're buying or doing a refi. I actually applied with Mitch because I'm looking to buy something new myself. It's an average of $3,000 in savings back in your pocket. Mitch.loans. Hey, Travis uh, Warner, I don't know if you guys have, have been through this, but this just goes to show you how crazy our healthcare system is. Travis uh, lives down in Dallas, and this is something that happened just over the summer. Uh, he was concerned about COVID because some of his clients had gotten COVID and also one of his workers. Uh, he installs internet uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. One of his workers got COVID, so he and his wife were concerned. So they went to one of these mobile centers, a mobile hospital in Lewiston, I believe it was Lewiston or Louisville, Texas. It's about 30 minutes away. And Ron was talking about this uh, in our last episode about how easy these COVID tests are. And so they took they went in, they took two different tests, uh, and it took probably just about an hour. And one is a rapid response. And the rapid response test isn't always totally accurate, but the rapid response will at least get you on an airplane. And then they have one that's a lo- it, it takes two or three days for them to process this. So anyway, he and his wife, they went, they got these tests. Everything came back negative. They were pretty relieved until he walked out to the mailbox, if anybody walks out to a mailbox anymore. And he was stunned to find out they opened up the medical bill uh, for his wife. And for these two particular tests, these, and, and what was the, the test that you got to go to Europe the other day? How much did that test cost? It was $69 for a two-pack. $69 for, for two tests. So these particular tests, these two tests, were over two thousand dollars that seems like a lot of money until he took a moment and he opened up his envelope and he saw his bill in there his insurance company was being billed fifty four thousand dollars for these two tests he looked into it he thought something has to be illegal here in the great state and country of texas it's not because service providers Healthcare providers, they can charge whatever they want. They just have to make sure that they disclose it somewhere on a website. That no, Whatever that number is now, whatever they're going to charge has to be disclosed. So he said, you know what? My insurance company paid for this. I'm not going to worry about it. And then it just it kept eating at him, eating at him, eating at him. Even though, even though he knew it wasn't his money, it was the insurance company's. He said, the insurance company needs to know. So Travis is going to go stand up for big insurance. He contacts his insurance company, and and then the insurance company starts going after their provider, and they found that loophole where they hadn't posted the price of $54,000 on, let's say, a website saying this is what it would cost to get the COVID test. As a result of that, the insurance provider, the insurance company, was able to get lots of their money back. But at the same time, it's incredible to me that when you look at this healthcare provider, they didn't necessarily break any rules or break any laws other than they just forgot to post that particular cost of that COVID-19 test. Now, when these folks were interviewed at this particular healthcare provider, they said, you know what? It was just an oversight on our part. We were happy to give 
the money back. This just lets you know that in a country where these tests were supposed to be free for everyone, they're not free for everyone. And for healthcare providers to be able to charge even $2,000 for these tests, that's that's completely highway robbery right there. Absolutely. I cannot agree with you more. And now that like Don and I have switched professions and had to get our own insurance, you, you, you learn more and more how the system works. It's a complete and utter house of cards. The entire thing makes absolutely no sense whatsoever, whether it comes to COVID or uh, other healthcare things. I have to get my, my blood drawn probably today. And you go in there and you look at it and – if we were, you know, at the radio station, you're paying X amount. You're the exact same test with other insurance. It'll be an entirely different amount, entirely different out of pocket. Uh, it makes no sense whatsoever. And I, I always like to think back of like the the massive fighting that happened in politicization of uh, quote unquote Obamacare and how it was going to end the country and people were threatening uh, to move to Canada and all this other stuff about Obamacare. People seem to really like it. Like it, it hasn't collapsed our economy. It hasn't created mayhem in the streets. Uh, more people are insured. And in, when you think about families, especially low-income families with children, that can afford to get health care and uh, you know, can actually go in and see the doctor when someone feels sick instead of staying at home and going, I can't afford to go to the doctor. It's been a net positive. I, I hope in our lifetime. I, don't, uh, I totally disagree with that. I think it's been horrible. I don't think it's a net positive. I think many people still aren't covered. I make a lot of money. I can barely afford to cover myself and my son, and then it doesn't cover anything. Uh, so you're always you're always fighting at your doctor's office. You're always always you're always on the footing uh, of saying, "Okay, who do I have to call and stay on the phone with for three hours here to make sure that this skin test that I just took that it gets paid for?" So my insurance is horrible. It covers nothing, not even sure why I have it, and don't even get me started about dental insurance. It covers it. They, it's, they take your money, and then they cover nothing, absolutely nothing. So, so what I've learned through the process of having to buy your own insurance, even the insurance that you buy is so damn expensive, and again, it covers nothing. And the reason it covers nothing is because if you go, and this is just get me started, if you go to the Ballard Commons Park right now, there's 169 tents there. Every time I go to the bank, there's always either EMT crew there. You never see the police anymore. There's either EMT or firefighters are there, and they're working on someone. Well, they don't work on someone for free. Someone gets to pay for that. Guess who gets to pay for that? I get to pay for that, and you get to pay for that with insurance that says we have insurance, and I have a card but other than the card, it covers absolutely nothing. All right, I stand corrected. Yeah, see you on the other side of this. Hey, guys, we want to introduce you to a brand new sponsor here on the Ron and Don Show. He's part of the Ron and Don Nation. His name is Mitch Weeks. He's with Home Seed Loans. Go to his website. Mitch.loans. Ron, you went to Mitch. I just did this to get pre-approved. And Mitch, I went through the online portal. It was relatively painless. The big news, though, to us and here in the Ron and Don Nation, we've worked with you in HomeSeed. You have an amazing buyer's program now for people that listen to this show. We sure do, yeah. It's a members only for Ron and Don Nation, and you're going to be part of our buyer benefit program. So just by listening to this podcast, you're in. No hassle, no questions asked. 
this partnership means that listeners will save half a percent on the closing of your loan. That's an average of $3,000 saved when you switch to Mitch. To find out more, schedule a chat with me by going to Mitch.loans. That's Mitch.loans to find out how you can get pre-approved to buy a new home today, just like Ron. All right. So that half a percent, that applies to refinance or to a brand new loan. Go to Mitch.loans. It's not a .com. It's Mitch.loans. The Weeks team, NMLS 1691573. Hi, this is Therese, the new buyer specialist for all of you in the Ron and Don Nation. If you're going to win a house in such a competitive market, you better have a good strategist. And that's what I specialize in. When you're ready to sit down with us, go to ronanddonsitdown.com. And now back to the show. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show again, live from the Les Schwab Studios. And we're just getting into that fall driving season. So make sure you stop by. Make sure you're road trip ready with a free pre-trip safety check. Make sure you're ready to hit the road. The other guys are going to charge you for that, not a Les Schwab. Freak, make sure you're ready to go. Need some new tires? Get their name brand tires. They are awesome. Hey, let's take you over to uh, Denmark right now. A guy by the name of uh, Hans Jennings is an artist over there. And he had created a work of art a number of years ago, back in 2007. In his art, he had two pieces of art, and he used actually live euros. It was, it was, it was I don't, can euros be live? Yes. He used real money, real money in his artwork. And what he wanted to show sometimes is, is the disparity between people that are managers and people that are workers and people that have grown up in the city versus rural areas and all that. So he, uh, he actually used real money that was loaned to him. And then in 2007, when he was done with the piece of work, he had to he had to give that artwork back. Anyway, so in Denmark, a local museum there said, you know what would be really great is if we could kind of recreate that. So they gave him $84,000, uh, and that would be uh, in, in, in dollars and cents, not euros. What would $84,000 be in uh, euros? The exchange rate was about 1.3 yeah. when I was over there, so 30% less. Yeah, so anyway, they asked him to recreate this and to do the same thing, and he said, you know what? I would love to do that. So the museum got very excited the other day. They announced uh, that the artwork had arrived. They were opening it up with pomp and circumstance, and out they pulled out two big canvases. And on one of the canvases was absolutely nothing. On the other canvas, there was absolutely nothing. And there was a little note inside that said that instead of creating the artwork that they wanted him to create, that he came up with a new idea. And the new idea is called Take the Money and Run. So... Nobody knows where the $84,000 is. The curator of the museum actually laughed out loud when he saw this because this is a very respected artist there. And he says he hasn't broken any laws yet because this particular, uh, this particular piece of art was supposed to be uh, dismantled in January of next year, and then the $84,000 would be given back, and then he was going to make, I think, $6,000 on top of this. So he's not a thief yet. And at the same time, come January of 2022, 
there may be a warrant out for his arrest because maybe he did take the money and run. This is a pretty interesting story, isn't it? I mean, it reminds me, I wonder if you watched the Banksy uh, 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 auction that happened a couple months ago that we talked about where uh, a gavel goes down, the piece of artwork is sold from Banksy, and then by telephone, he triggers the painting itself to go through a document shredder, uh, and it stops halfway, so half of the painting's now shredded. Uh, This artist is known for a wry sense of humor. Um, He is making a social commentary uh, on the way that government works a lot of times where money just disappears as we kind of talked about in the last segment, whether it's healthcare or budgets or the schools or military, uh, you see these large sums of money and the next thing you know, it's gone and nobody can sort of trace exactly where it went. So in a sense, I like what he did. There's a long history of artists doing things like I'm trying to remember the exact person that did. I think it might've been Rauschenberg, a uh, famous uh, artist of the 20th century purchased a, a piece of artwork from a famous artist and then erased it. It was a draw, a pencil drawing of a famous artist, erased it. And then he framed it and hung it in the national museum. There's now his person piece of art. And it was an erased. I don't remember who the original artist was. And so there was an outrage and he's like, hey, I per- it was an erased Bob Ross. <laughs> it was erased Bob Ross. <laughs> but and then you remember the, the famous story of the uh, an artist that put a, a urinal out uh, in in the artwork. And they said, well, this is an artist. He says, if I says it's art, if I say it's art, then it's art. And so there's a long history, I think, of artists twisting reality and sort of making a commentary, making you stop and think about uh, what it is they're saying. And so he didn't want to do the exact thing, same thing he did in 2007. He came up with a new idea. The new idea is you gave me money for art. I gave you art. Yep. It's blank. So you can project whatever you want onto that blank canvas, but I gave you art. I, I get it. I get, uh, you know, interested and tickled with these stories. I hope he keeps the money. Hope he doesn't give it back. Uh, he's getting more press than than any other piece of artwork they had. And so, and and I, so is the museum. And I think people will will go and they'll look at the blank canvases. Totally. And then they'll probably sell a lot of tickets. So I think he should keep the money. Um, he should run, in air quotes, and good for him. It's, yeah. it's brilliant. Yeah, it is brilliant. Hey, you guys, you're brilliant. Thanks for listening to Ron and Doncha. We appreciate you. Uh, thanks to our friends at Les Schwab for sponsoring today's show. Uh, don't forget, winter driving season right around the corner, so stop by for a free pre-trip safety check. Also, if you're thinking about loans, our thanks to Mitch Weeks. You might want to switch to Mitch. Yeah, Mitch.loans. He has a Ron and Don special going on right now. Whether you refi or you buy, you save half a percent. The average money back in your pocket is $3,000. Yeah, and then don't forget, we are licensed brokers at Windermere, so we're ready to buy, sell, invest, we are here to help you. Our website is ronanddonsitdown.com. That's ronanddonsitdown.com. Thanks for listening to this episode. Thanks for supporting everyone that supports us. And thanks for allowing us to be your broadcasters, your real estate agents, and your friends. Till next time, keep your head up and your shoulders back. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. All right! On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network.